0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And today I am joined by Laura Peters and Jill Byrne with Hill Mortgage right across the hall from my office here, actually. So welcome, Jill and Laura.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: Hi, Hi Melissa. Thanks for having us today. Uh, Now, I get the pleasure of working with these guys quite regularly, always going across the hall with some questions here and there. And they've been super helpful for me with my clients when I have questions on mortgages. But I think with the new format, we're really trying to Make financial terminology and processes approachable and easy to understand for our listeners. So, I thought, what better way than to have these guys on to talk to us about some mortgage terms that maybe people get mixed up with or just common misconceptions in the mortgage process? Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The biggest one that a lot of people run into is what is a pre qualification versus a pre approval?
0: Okay, and I'll be honest. When you talk to me about this one, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. That I know the, uh, the yeah, most people too. don't really see a difference because it sounds so similar. Right. So when you like start the home buying process, you get a letter that basically says you can buy that up to this amount of house. Correct. I know as a financial advisor that sometimes those letters are a little high after I see what's under the hood. So, so tell me what that means. <laughs> it means you can buy a
1: house, maybe. Yeah. So. A lot of times, a lot of people think, hey, I've got this letter. I can go out. I can buy whatever house I want. What they never did was they never supplied a bank statement. They never supplied a pay stub. So they really got what's called a prequalification. They were given an approval based on what they told the mortgage person that they spoke with. We actually do what's considered to be a pre-approval where we look at your pay stubs, we look at your bank statements, we look at the picture as a whole so that when you go out and when the realtor goes out, they know that they can make a sound financial decision and the house that they just fell in love with, they can actually afford it. That's the worst. To fall in love with the
0: house, have somebody else get it when you really want it and then if you're not able to get a loan, that would really stink. So it's better to have the pre-approval.
1: Approval. Yes. Yeah,
0: Pre-qualification is just kind of a guess. Yeah, pre-qualification
2: is, you know, I'm Mr. Borrower and I'm telling the loan officer I make 50 grand a year, I have 50 grand in savings. And the loan officer says, okay, that'll qualify you. But a pre-approval says- okay, Mr. Borrower, give me your bank statement. Show me your 50 grand. Give me your pay stub. Show me you make 50 grand. You know, you are actually getting evidence that they they make what they say they make. They have what they say they have, and they will be able to get approved in underwriting and eventually purchase the house.
0: Have you had where people have had the pre-qualified and then they can't Get the loan on
2: their house. It, it yeah. happens. They come to us and say, we thought we were qualified and now we're not. And we yeah. then we have to say, well, that's the
1: difference. I actually talked to a real estate agent last week where she had said her borrower is pre-approved. They went out. They found a house. When they started going through the actual process, the borrower had some student loans. So then they qualified for less of a home. And it turned out in the very end, she qualified for nothing.
0: Oh, my
1: gosh. So that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking.
0: Okay. Okay. What's another one that you've seen people kind of not understand
1: the difference between? Them? Another one that we've seen a lot is the home inspection versus the actual appraisal. Home appraisal. Yeah. Okay. So, a home inspection is something typically that the real estate agent will recommend someone that they've worked with and trust who does a great job looking at a home. They're going to go in, you pay them directly, and they go in and they're going over that house with a fine-tooth comb. So they're looking at the windows, the roof, the water heater, the furnace. They're looking at the age. How long is it going to be? Any issues with it replacement-wise, things of that nature.
0: So It's more like for the home buyer, right? Correct. Like you want right. to make sure you're buying. You want knowledge. to get that
1: inspection. Yes. You want to make
2: sure there's no critters living in this house that you're going to buy. Right. That there's no water damage. That the attic isn't full of God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> no foundation
1: cracks, things like that.
0: Now, does the... Does the mortgage lender require that
1: or is that on the home buyer? You can actually get a mortgage without an inspection. Buyer most be real, yes, Most real estate <laughs> agents do no. not <laughs> recommend that and we don't recommend it either. Um, but it is something that can happen. So once they do that, they can either walk away from the home. It gives them the opportunity to walk away and get their EMD, which is the earnest money check that they give as their promise to like, hey, I want to buy this house. They can get that back. They can attempt to renegotiate the price um, or get seller's concessions, which will assist in paying foreclosing costs to kind of offset what they're going to have to spend in the future. Or they can just move along and say everything was great.
0: Now, the appraisal though that is required. Yes,
1: absolutely. And the
2: appraisal is different and it's not telling you what's good or bad about the house. It's telling you what the house is valued at in this market, given the quality of the workmanship and the upgrades, the customization of your particular house. What is it valued at versus the inspection, which is what is going on in the bones of the house, so to speak.
0: Okay. And now I want you to explain this to me because I, um, what goes on with the appraisal? So the mortgage company needs that to know that that it's worth at least what they're loaning
1: plus a little bit, something like that? Is that correct? Yeah. And the appraiser is going to go out. They also look for like major health or safety violations. So if they see like a huge crack in the foundation, they're going to require that either to be checked out by a professional or repaired because it's the safety and soundness of the home. Same thing, Um, you know, if they see something that would be a detriment to the safety of the homeowner, they're going to make those things be repaired. However, the appraiser's main job so to speak is to go out and to look at homes of similar size bedrooms bathrooms in the area what have they sold for and it's typically in the last six months and they're going to come up with a value based on those comparables that says to the lender hey this house based on market value is worth x and the lender then will lend off of that value
0: now this is kind of an aside question but um now that the real estate market's a little hot, the inventory is low, mm-hmm. If say you buy a home and you know there's like a foundation crack, but you're willing to spend the money to fix it yourself after you purchase the home. How does that work?
1: It depends on what the appraiser has stated within the appraisal. If it's a not what the appraiser felt was a non-issue as far as health or safety, they may not what we call gig it. They may not even place it on the appraisal report.
0: Gig it. I like gig it. it. Yes. We I, like gig it. We're like, time.
2: this is a Laura term, this is, right? This is a Laura term. We go not gig it. Oh, okay. but this like
1: no, 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 no. No, this
2: is a Laura term. <laughs> this is a fun personality term. I like it. I like it.
1: If they do that, it has to be repaired prior to closing. They okay. will not sign off on the appraisal. We actually would have to go out for a final inspection, and they would have to show that that repair has been done. If it's something that was minor and it was never placed on the report, then of course it could be fixed after the home is purchased.
0: Okay. All right. This is great. You guys are clearing up a lot of stuff for me. Good. So, okay. So we have the um, pre qualification versus pre approval. We now understand the difference between the home inspection and the home appraisal. And then what else have you had people kind of?
1: One of the other biggest items is escrow. Yep. I've had two questions
2: this week alone about what is an escrow? I never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: okay. and, and we kind of giggle. I, I always say one of my things is escrow is just a word to make us sound super important yeah. um, because it's really, it, is fancy. it yeah. is fancy. You know, it's just, we got to make ourselves feel yes, good. It's like, put your pinky up. I'm going to escrow this. Yes. Right. Sounds <laughs> expensive. And it truly is a savings account that is held by the lender on your behalf to pay your homeowner's insurance and your taxes. That's all it is. Okay. What are there advantages
0: to having escrow?
1: For a lot of homebuyers, um, finance is not their specialty. So if you were to be hit with your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance all at once and you never saved for that, you may not be able to come up with it. You'll okay. be in a hard spot. Which is kind of what an escrow was designed to do. It's like just, a
0: forced savings for those who like live paycheck you, to paycheck. You or got like it. to like go shopping a lot or right. a big cash reserve.
1: Or people
2: who just yeah. know I'm not gonna save this 200 bucks a month so I can pay my taxes in January. Absolutely. I'll just but if it's due to my mortgage company, I'll pay my bill and then they can pay my taxes or my insurance.
0: So it does for ease of writing extra two checks every month to insurance or well quarterly whatever the tax right,
1: right right right.
0: Is it summer taxes winter taxes here something like yep, that? Yep, summer here. year. Yes. So you are kind of protecting yourself in the sense that like if you miss the thing from the with like, the bill of the tax bill, right. yeah, yeah. it is helpful that way but uh, you do have to come to the table with more money, right? At closing,
1: they do require that you cushion it, and the reason that they do that is because when you buy a home, you buy it whatever the taxes were for the person who's selling it. So if I've lived there for ten years, my taxes were capped when I purchased it. They do go up a little bit every year, and in, in, you know, in relationship to the market, but they're not going up exponentially. If I come in and buy that house, I'm going to get whatever tax rate you had. Okay, in six months to a year. The assessor's office is going to come out. They're going to reassess your house, uncap those taxes, and bring them to today's market value, which means your taxes are going up.
0: That is a big one that I don't think people understand when they purchase homes. Myself included. I mean, I knew taxes could go up, but I wasn't quite prepared for how much my taxes went up. I bought a home in the pandemic in 2020, so I got a good price, Mm -hmm. and the people had lived there forever. Yeah. And so... (laughs) It was quite a big, little
2: sticker shock for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's
0: one of the things that I see where people get, you know, pre approved for a mortgage and it's based off the old tax rate and they can afford it. But if your taxes go up by the amount that mine went up, that's a huge, you know, that's like a mortgage or a rent payment sometimes. It could be painful. Yeah.
1: It can be, I've seen it be one of close to the number one reasons people lose their homes within, you know, a year or two because they didn't accommodate for the taxes going up. Okay. Um, and it also can mess with, you know, your mortgage payment. When Once you do your mortgage, your actual payment for your principal and interest will never go up. What's going to go up and where you see those increases is that escrow, them accommodating to make sure you always have a cushion to pay your taxes and insurance. Okay. When you start out, they make you save. So for instance, we're here now, the lender would probably have you in the month of March if you were closing, they'd have you hold three months worth of homeowner's insurance in this escrow. They would have you hold typically probably about 10 months of summer taxes and about five months of winter taxes and put that cushion in there. The reason they do that is they know your taxes are going up and they want to make sure when those bills come, they have enough to pay it on your behalf. You have to decide it. You have to decide when you do it, and sometimes there are certain programs that do require an escrow. So you know, we you'd have to consult your particular lender and who you're working with to see does that program say yes, you have to, or no, you don't. In addition, some lenders will charge you a little bit higher of an interest rate if you choose not to escrow.
0: Okay.
1: And the reason that they do that is because you're taking the responsibility. Should you not pay your taxes? You can be fined. You could potentially lose your home. There's a lot that right. goes into it. And so that's risky, it's more
2: risky from the lender's viewpoint. So that's
0: why yeah, they're going to get that. bigger risk, bigger fees. <laughs> okay. So really, if you're pro- probably, it would be the same type of person that doesn't have enough saved up really for closing or is cutting it really close. Then also would need that to escrow ask. because. Yes. yes.
1: And some people, they just lead such crazy lives. It's not that they couldn't save the money. They just don't have the time to sit and say, okay, every month I need to do this. They're just either A, aren't disciplined enough, or B, it just out of sight, out of mind. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that's how, I mean, obviously I study a lot of financial behavior and in, mm-hmm. in my work here with financial planning. And so I see this and I, I get it. This, yeah. is, this has been so helpful. And again, some of these terms got me a little hung up because it's outside of my, you know, Area of expertise. So I really appreciate you guys coming. Absolutely. If people have additional questions on either these topics or just other things, obviously they can tell you guys are really approachable and fun. So, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Best way to
2: get a hold of us is to either call the Hill Mortgage office. And our office line is 313 636 3700. We also have a website, hillhomeloans.com. Um, you can send us messages through there. Uh, info at hillhomeloans.com is a generic mailbox. So somebody will reply to you. And we're all pretty um and we don't like to leave people hanging. So if you send us a message, you will get a reply. Absolutely. Or you can check out our Facebook page, which is also
1: uh Hill
0: Mortgage, right?
1: Absolutely. Not even,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <was> bad. <laughs> Promotion going right now, right?
1: We do right now. Um, one of our lenders actually came out from now until March 31st on primary home purchases. They are offering up to a $600 appraisal credit at closing.
0: That's very generous, it is.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting for the start of the purchase season. So,
0: okay. And when does that run through
1: right now until March 31st?
0: Until March 31st. Okay, so if you're listening. Uh, Till March 31st of 2022. Correct. Still getting used to it. Me 22. too, I um, know. I to, like That didn't roll off the tongue very easily um, that you guys are doing that promotion at Hill Mortgage. So definitely give them a call with questions or um, to take advantage of that nice promotion. Thank you guys so much. This has been so helpful and I know our um, listeners are going to appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Melissa. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.